Hi, men. Welcome to the Noble Man Podcast, episode number 65. This podcast is another installment in our tailgate series. You know, everybody loves a good combination, just like, well, spaghetti and meatballs. They just go together. So the messages from our Nobleman tailgate series are a great complement to our podcast. This week, we're bringing you a message that Dr. Ed Gomes brought at our Roanoke tailgate in the spring of 2021. Ed is the director of spiritual development for the Liberty Flames football team at Liberty University. He invites us to consider the life of Joseph and ask this question, how can I be used by God? Let's jump in. Now, I get the chance. How many of you have already shaken hands with Ed Gomes? Come on up here, Ed. All right. Ed went around. I think he shook everyone's hand here. Everybody get a chance to shake Ed's hand because if you didn't, I'm going to send him out there and let him shake your hand right now. I missed a few. You did? I did miss a few. You can get to them afterwards, you think? Uh, well, we had a couple of uh, guys that were dodging me, like, uh, you know, like the plague, but. <laughs> but, but, right. but, 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 this, uh, but, is it Bud? It's Bud. Bud. It's Bud. What is his name? It's Bud. Bud. Okay. It's Bud. Hey, listen. Hey, listen, guys. 1 Corinthians 15:45 says this. The first man, Adam, became a living being. The second man, Adam, was a life-giving spirit. Ed is the chaplain for the Liberty Flames football team. He travels with them. He serves them. He invests in them. I'll get that in a minute for you. Are you good? Oh, you're doing fine, brother. Go ahead. Okay. And uh, so he invests in them all the time. But he is a guy, when he walks in the room, you know Jesus has just come in. Because he's been with Jesus. He's bringing it with him. So he's got a message for us tonight, a challenge. And so uh, here's, oh, you hijacked that other guy's music stand. You like that one better? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, here's Ed Gomes from Liberty University. Ed, speak to us tonight. God bless you, friend. Amen. Thank you, Brother Mike. Thank you, Brother Mike. Amen. Now, you know, Brother Mike, Brother Mike, uh, I'm, I'm, is, is brother, brother Jerry, come on now. Come on, Brother Jerry. Used to playing that guitar, that, that bass guitar. Hey, Brother Mike gave you guys an opportunity to come this way, and nobody moved. So what I'm going to do, brothers, I appreciate, Brother Kyle, I appreciate. Yeah, I'm going to slide. I'm going to come up. Because these brothers here don't want to follow Mike's lead. And really what I want to do is I want to get in front of that clock so I can't see it. But I won't do that. But, hey, guys, I want to first of all, I want to thank God. I want to thank God because I remember where I was. Thank you, gentlemen. I remember where I was. I remember who I was before Jesus invaded my life. And I want to give him praise tonight. And then secondly, my, uh, my good brother Mike in uh, the team, thank you for being a part of this tailgate. I'm glad it worked out, but uh, thank you, Mike. And we, we, we go way back, and I got some stories on him, things he's done to me that I would never do to him, that he's done to me that I would never do to him. Uh, but I'll save that for, for, for another day. Guys, tonight the message has been titled, How to Be Used by God. How can you and I be used by God? God desires to use us. God has something that he wants to do that only you and I can do. Everybody has a story. And my challenge is let God take our story, make it his story, so that we can help somebody else with their story. How to be used by God. In Genesis chapter 40, it says it came to pass after these things 
that the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt offended their lord, the king of Egypt. And Pharaoh was angry with his two officers, the chief butler and the chief baker. So he put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guard in the prison, the place where Joseph was confined. And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them, and he served them, so they were in custody for a while. Then the butler and the baker, then the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, who were confined in prison, had a dream, both of them, each man's dream in one night, and each man's dream with its own interpretation. And Joseph came into them in the morning and looked at them and saw that they were sad. So he asked Pharaoh's officers who were with him in the custody of the Lord's house, saying, Why do you look so sad today? And they said to him, We each had a dream, and there is no interpreter of it. So Joseph said to them, Do not interpretations belong to God. Tell them to me, please. How to be used by God. Father, thank you for the way that music sets us up for the message. And Father, tonight, every one of us are here by a divine appointment. And I thank you for uh, the praise band. I thank you for Mike and his team. Thank you for Carl and the church family and those that were uh, uh, a part of making this happen today. Thank you for the men that are here, the young the young. Uh, young boys out of here, I pray, oh God, that the Holy Spirit will take in the next few minutes something that will be said that will help us to know that you want to use each of us to bring glory and honor to you, and you want to use us to see your will fulfilled, not only in our lives, but in the lives of others, and we give you praise in Jesus' name, amen. How? to be used by God. God desires to use you. He desires to use me. I told one of our players the other day that God is preparing you to do something that only you can do. I said, everybody has a story. If I were to start over here, uh, let me see, that, that's an easy name because that's Brother Ed. <laughs> that Brother Ed. A good, easy name, Brother Ed. That's, that's Tommy, right? Hey, that's my brother's name. And then there's Steve, right? I said, my brother's name. Yeah, okay. And, and, and I can go on, but anyway, but I'll, I'll just stop right there. But uh, we all have a story. And God wants to take our story, make it his story, so that we can help. Oh, and this bud. <laughs> and help them with their story. Why are some things, what, what are some things that keep that from happening? One is, a, an, um, an inability to deal with past failure. You see, guys, if the enemy can get you and I to focus on what we should have done, what we didn't do, that's exactly where he wants us to be. Because, see, if we focus on the past, we never get hung up with the cross. If we focus on the past, we never get focused on Jesus. I remember, we're men, and I, we're men. I, last time I did that, when we had a noble warriors, I had to end up apologizing to somebody, and I promised, our brother Mike knows, I would never do that one again. But, but they were opening up this Hilton Garden Inn. They were opening up this Hilton Garden Inn, man. 
uh, chaplain of Liberty University football team, man. He going in, he going to hustle a cup of coffee. Man, I walk in, <laughs> and this lady sees me. She knows me. She said, what brings you over here? I said, I'm waiting on somebody. Man, as soon as, as, soon as I said that, Holy Spirit said, you're waiting on who? You, did you hear what I said? I'm going to hustle a cup of coffee. I walk into this brand new Hilton Garden Inn. I meet a lady. She says, hey, what brings you over here? I'm waiting on somebody. That was a what? That was, I, man, I had, Mike, I had enough money in my pocket to buy 10 cups of coffee. Why? What are some things that sometimes keep uh, folks from believing that God wants to use them? A misunderstanding about who I am in Christ. So, guys, let me ask you that. At that moment, when that lady asked me what I was doing over here, and I told her that I was waiting on somebody, was I acting like a child of God, or was I acting like a child of the devil? At that moment. I was acting like a child of the devil. I'm talking to this young man, and I said, hey, uh, tell me how you got saved. He tells me how we got saved, and, and uh, we talk about how we got saved. And the reason why I'm talking with him is because uh, he, uh, he made a bad choice. So I said, let me ask you a question. When's your birthday? Uh, September 23rd. Okay. So from September 23rd to, to uh, uh, your birth to your junior year in high school, did you ever do anything that, uh, uh, did you ever do anything that, that disappointed your parents? What was his answer? Yes. So I said, let me ask you a question. Did your name change? It's not about your birth. It's about your behavior. You see, but if I don't understand that I'm a child of God, I'm a saint of God, and God wants me to act like a child of God, to act like a saint of God, instead of acting like a child of the devil, it's about me understanding who I am. I'm a child of the king. And so God wants me to act like a child of the king. And when I don't act like the child of the king, then God's going to give me a spanking. He's going to put the, old, put the old police belt on me. And it proves that I'm what? His child. And then an inability to think correctly about God, myself, and others. When you look at the human perspective on the story of Joseph, there's two things. One, he should not have been there. <laughs> he should not have been there. And two, the only reason why he was there is because the Potiphar's wife lied about Joseph. But when you look at it from a divine perspective, he was there by divine appointment. He was there to help two men interpret something that they were experiencing that they had no idea how to handle or respond. And you see, God places all of us in a certain spot. And there are men, there are people that we're running into that they have no idea of what is going on in life. 
but because we're living like God wants us to live, God is able to use us to help them interpret what's going on. And so when I look at somebody, the first question I want to know, is he saved? I remember our uh, announcer, Alan York. He's our radio announcer for the football games and basketball games. And so I was a part of the interviewing process when he came. So you know my first question to Alan was, Mike, Alan, tell me how you got saved. Tell me how you got saved. And he told me about it. Because, see, if he hadn't got saved, then I was going to what? I was going to drop a gospel bomb right on him, right there, during the interview. Oh, yeah. So, so is he saved? Then the second thing is, is he living like he's supposed to live? So he's not, if, he's not, if he's saved, but he's not living like he's supposed to live, then we're going to have another game plan for him. But, but guys, God has you right where you need to be. But the key is we've got to be living right. We've got to be living right. We've got to be living right for God. Because if we don't live right, guys, we're going to miss an opportunity for God to use us to communicate truth to somebody. What two things did Joseph do to be used by God? Number one, guys, he made an observation. He noticed, man, there were some guys that looked like somebody dropped a 55-gallon uh, bucket of pickle juice on their head. I mean, one time... Uh, I was uh, watching a uh, summer league basketball game, and I, I was uh, serving as a police chaplain, and so up in Massachusetts, so I'm sitting there, and I see some guy come up the stairs. Brother Mike, he was flying. First thing I said was, "Got to be a cop chasing him." So, so he didn't know he didn't know I was a police chaplain. So, so man, no sooner I thought that man, I heard the cruiser cars, I that come become a cop. He sit right over here. <laughs> I said, I mean, he come up there stairs. I said, cops are chasing that guy. Oh, yeah, they were chasing him. They were chasing him. So, 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 so Joseph was observant to what was, what was going on around him. He said, man, you guys look like, like something ain't right. And then the second thing Joseph did is he asked a question. He asked a question. And, guys, there are two character qualities that I see Joseph demonstrate in this setting that help us understand when we talk about being used by God. The first one is attentiveness. Attentiveness is showing the worth of a person by giving my undivided attention to their words and emotions. You know, I might uh, walk up to, let me see, uh, Oh, that's Brian, huh? I'm going to tell you what, Brother Mike. Brian, stand up. Coach, I want to see you. Brian, Mike, if we had to give an MVP tonight to the brother that was wolfing down the uh, cheeseburger, I mean the burgers and the hot dogs like there was no tomorrow, we're going to give Brian MVP tonight. If I, hey, I say, brother, hey. Man, the way he was chewing on that uh, cheeseburger and the way he was chewing on that hot dog, man, 
Man, I observed it. I, I said, brother, where, where's that at? I want to go where he just came from. Oh, yeah, but you got you MVP tonight, Brian. But attentiveness, and the second thing is alertness. Being aware of what is taking place around me so that I can have the right responses. And see, guys, I want to tell you that Joseph, Joseph was observant. Man, Joseph saw two guys that had an experience that had no idea of what was going on. I mean, Joseph looked at these guys, and man, these guys looked like, like, like life wasn't going the way it was supposed to go. And all that Joseph did was he asked the question. Guys, relationships are so important in earning the right to speak into someone's life. Relationships. Building relationships. Earning the right. If you come to my office, I don't know sign language, but if you come to my office, that's Steve too, right? That's Steve? Yeah. So, Brother Steve, you come to my office, And your shoes need to be shined? I don't know sign language. But you know what's going to happen? You don't get your shoes shined. And all it is, it's earning the right to speak into Steve's life. Oh, yeah, Paul, right? Paul. That's my brother named Paul. Yeah, that's my brother named Paul. And that's Colt, right? And that's Brian. And where's Brock? Where's Brock? Brock's over here somewhere. Where's Brock? Where's Brock? Yeah, there's Brock. Yeah, Brock. Okay, Brock. And that's your daddy, right? Okay. And Paul, your son, where's your son-in-law? Right there. Yeah, I heard about you getting permission to date his daughter. It pays dividends when you do that. Amen, Coach. So, uh, anyway, so, so, uh, how did I get off on that? Anyway, so, yeah. So, so, but you earn the right to speak into someone's life. Maybe it's a birthday. Maybe it's an anniversary. I tell our guys on our football team, the spiritual leaders, hey, go have a meal with, with one of your teammates, and then when you get done having the meal, ask him, what's one thing that I can pray for you about? So you pray about it. Let's say the player says, hey, uh, my aunt's going to have surgery next week. Would you pray for my aunt? So what I'll tell our player, hey, listen, you come to my office, I'll give you the card, you write the note, put the address on it, and I'll send it out for you. Let it get to the house. Aunt reads it. She contacts the, the nephew. The nephew says, hey, my aunt got you a card. And I tell her, guys, you know what that did? That gave you the right to speak into his life. You guys, you look for normal, natural ways to build a relationship so that you can what? Present the gospel or speak truth. Hey, what's one thing that I can pray with you about? Maybe it's a next door neighbor, man. Maybe, maybe you see he's painting and you paint. Or maybe, you know, he's got a, he's got a, uh, a question about his automobile. Or maybe it's a, a carpenter question. Or, Eddie, you lift weights? You know, you look at Eddie, you can tell he pump weight. 
What's the other guy had his chest out walking in? Uh, what's, what's your name, brother? Yeah, Ma, he walked in. <laughs> but anyway, so, but anyway, so, but, but it's about what? Looking for ways to build relationships with men so that you can speak truth into their life. So the question is how can you and I be used by God? Oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. I've got to do this. Yeah, I got, I, man, I got to do this. I got to do this. And this is, this is what you call Christian love. This is what you call um, uh, Brother Mike's uh, Christianity being on the line. I, won't, I, I, I have to throw that one in. Yeah, I, I have to throw that one in. <laughs> Guys, there's a clock right here. See, but I'm doing this, I can't see the clock. I just keep on talking, you know what I mean? So, but, but this is for Brother Mike. This is all for Brother Mike. Just for you, brother. I love you too. Yeah, I love you too, brother. So anyway, so, but, uh, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you who told me to do that to you too. Yeah, that was a great idea. But the question is, how can I be used by God? One, pay attention to what's happening around where you're at. Pay attention. Guys, one of the things to notice about Jesus, Jesus always paid attention to what was happening around him. He always paid attention to what was happening around him. How can you and I be used by God? Pay attention to what is going on around me. You know, maybe somebody, maybe somebody just went through a divorce. You never know what somebody's going through until you've been through it. And not that you have to go through something to minister to somebody. But it's not about judgment. It's about how can I serve? How can I pray? What can I do? If that was me in that setting, what would I need? Do I need someone to jump all over me? Oh, I laugh. So I'm, I'm high school. I'm, re- I'm leading a, a three-on-one fast break. And I already know I'm going to take that guy. The, the guy that's down there, I'm taking him over here because I know what I'm going to do. So it's three-on-one here, and this is the defense guy. So I start dribbling the ball. Man, I'm dribbling the ball. I'm taking him where I want to take him because I'm going to go like this and pass to that guy. So anyway, so I'm, man, I'm, I'm sucking him right in. He's, he's biting all over it, man. He's biting all over it. I'm really, you know, what, man, and the ball, ended in, the ball landed in the balcony. And all I heard was, ah! I didn't even, Brother Jerry, I didn't even, I didn't even look to the sideline. I just went to the bench, sat on the bench, and my coach told me what to do with that one, and he was a Christian, and he told me what to do with that pass that I just thrown in the balcony. Now, did I need anybody to remind me of the mistake that I had just made? No. No. So it's paying attention to what is going on around me. No, maybe, maybe, maybe someone is dealing with COVID. Maybe somebody's, man, they lost a job. 
But one of the ways that God can use you and I is by paying attention to what is going on around me. And then the second thing is be available for God to use you. But you know what, guys? If I'm not living right, guys, if I'm not living right, you and I miss the opportunities to be used by God to help somebody. Guys, I'm not saying that we're perfect. What I did was ungodly. What I did was sin. I confessed it, repented, had no coffee that day. In fact, I told our coaches in the staff meeting, and back, our coach back, head coach back was Coach Rocco, so our team had to stay at the Hilton Garden Inn. So Coach Rocco said, Gomes, you going to be okay going over to the Hilton Garden Inn? Oh, I got victory over that sucker. That, 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 <laughs> some mistakes you only make once. Some, some, some you only make once. Hit that guy over the head with an ice ball. Hit the guy over the head with an ice ball. Brother Kyle hit him over the head with an ice ball, right? And he's chasing me. I'm, all the boys are going that way. I'm like this here, man. He ain't going to catch me. I'm like this here, man. I slip. That brother kicked a 60-yard field goal with army boots on my tailbone. 60-yard field goal. Some mistakes you only make once. Still feel, <laughs> still feel it today. 60-yard field goal. I will never hit him again with an ice ball. You can, you can go to the bank on that. Be available for God to use you. Guys, if you're here today and you've never been born again, man, I made a decision with Christ when I was 17 years old, 50 years ago, guys, like it was yesterday. My life has never been the same since. Being here today is a direct result of a decision that I made 50 years ago to trust Christ as my Savior. Guys, if you're here today, you don't know Jesus if you don't have the assurance, if you died, you'd go to heaven. Man, you can know tonight. God loved you. Jesus died on the cross. He was buried. He rose again for you, and he will forgive you, and he will give you a brand new life. If you know Jesus, but you're not living like you're supposed to, 1 John 1, 9. Maybe get with another brother. You know, talk to one of us. We'll be around. My prayer. I don't know about you guys. Most of my life has already been lived. And I tell our guys, I want to make every day count. And if the Holy Spirit is talking to you, man, the best thing you can do is respond to whatever it is that he's talking to you about. Because I'll guarantee you, the devil doesn't want you to do what God wants you to to do. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for the opportunity to share the word with these men. Oh God, I pray that the Holy Spirit will take it and use it for his glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So guys, could you identify with any of Ed's mistakes? Are you paying attention to what's going on around you? Are you in a position for God to use you? It may be time for you to connect with some other men who will encourage you and make yourself available for his work. Check out our show notes for references as well as links to Dr. Ed's bio and his contact information. Fellas, if you were blessed by this message, would you share it with someone? 
It would also be a blessing to us if you would take time to give us um, a compliment or a review or rating on your podcast service. That would be a big help to us. And one final thought, we're working on our fall tailgate series and are inviting friends and fans to help us fund the work. Visit noblewarriors.org slash donate to learn how you could partner with us as we prepare for these tailgates and are encouraging men to walk with Christ and lead well across the state of Virginia. God bless you, men.